The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network The Bob and Chez Show Presented by BubbleGenius.com Hello, Bob here with this week's Bubble Genius Showcase Item of the Week There's no better way to troll your Trump supporter friends than by picking up Bubble Genius's own tiny orange hand soap set Give yourself a hand or take two They're small, tiny in fact Teeny tiny. They're orange, of course, and smells appropriately of circus peanuts in honor of the GOP's clown dictator. Am I right, folks? Only $12 at BubbleGenius.com, but if you use our promo code Bob and Chez at checkout, you'll get an additional 15% off only at BubbleGenius.com. And now let the cartoons begin. Recorded live in the USA and covering the whole wide world, this is the Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Right on! With Bob Seska and Chez Pazienza. You're it. You're it. Quitsies. Any quitsies. You're it. Quitsies. No, any quitsies. No startsies. You can't do that. Can't do. Cannot. Stamped it. Can't do. Double stamped it. No erases. Cannot. Triple stamped it. No erases. Tough no, blue no, make it no, through. No. You can't triple stamp a double stamp. You can't triple stamp a double stamp. Lord, you can't triple stamp a double stamp. Lord, Lord. You guys. Enough. Hey. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Fellas, you think we could listen to the radio or something? Radio? <laughs> Who needs the radio? Ready, Harry? The best music on the best station. The Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Wrong. It is Tuesday, uh, October 11, 2016, and this is the Bob and Chez Show presented by BubbleGenius.com. I am Bob Seska, and that is Chez Pezienza sitting right over there. Hey there. Hi. Brought to you by BubbleGenius.com. It's the best soap in the world. Also brought to you by the Bowen Law Group and attorney Charles J. Bowen. If you want free legal advice, go to TheBowenLawGroup.com slash Bob and Chez, or just click the link on the podcast page. Just do that. Um... Where do we begin? I don't even know where to start. Yeah. Uh, the last show we did was last Tuesday. We, we were off Thursday and Friday because I had to go uh, to Virginia for my mom's birthday party, which was, which was great. But it seems like every time this happened, this happened to me in July. And I, I will admit that I'm not, I'm not that disappointed. But the fact of the matter is, is that the last two times I've taken a little bit of time off, the entire world explodes. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how this keeps happening, but it happened back in July where uh, there were all kinds of uh, protests, and there was Pokemon Go, and there was uh, turmoil with the Trump campaign, mm. and now we have this. Um. Yeah. So I guess, I guess we need to start at the very beginning, which is how Billy Bush saved the world from nuclear Armageddon. It's kind of amazing, isn't it? <laughs> I, know. 
I really I do, was just... I do sort of appreciate the, the two birds, one stone aspect of this. The fact that we managed to somehow get rid of Billy Bush at the same time. Right. So Bull- Billy Bush is gone. Um, we're going to talk about uh, this tape that came out on Friday at about 4 o'clock in the afternoon Eastern Time on Friday that just blew the roof off of this entire campaign. And uh, but but firstly, and then we're going to talk about the second debate, of course. <laughs> Lots to talk about there. I've got a bunch of audio from the debate. We're going to really go over everything that happened. Well, not not literally everything, but but most everything that that occurred during the debate. So we've got lots to discuss today. But first things first, let's talk about the latest poll. Latest <laughs> polling from uh, NBC News. Yeah, shows Hillary Clinton with an eleven point lead in a four way matchup. That's an eleven point. That's forty six percent to thirty five percent. Donald Trump. Yeah, and we're back. We're back on uh, on five thirty eight to it being like, you know, like eighty five and fifteen. Yeah, I mean, uh, for God's sake, Arizona is now blue, according to Nate Silver. Wrong. Yes, it's, it is absolutely true. <laughs> it really, really is. Now, here's the stunning thing about this NBC News poll, and. I will grant the idea until we see more polling that's taken place after the grab her by the tape. Um, this could be just an outlier, but let's look at the numbers when you take out Jill Stein and Gary Johnson out of the equation. Say it's a two-person race, likely voters. You know what the margin is? Fourteen mm. point. Fourteen points. Good. He now. deserves to get stomped. He <laughs> deserves to just be obliterated. Yep, absolutely. Now, despicable prick. Um, Chaz, do you remember the last time a candidate uh, won the uh, the presidential election by fourteen points? Yeah. And uh, it wasn't it wasn't distant history, but it's it's within our lifetime certainly, where the the margin of victory for this particular candidate was fourteen points. In the presidential election. I, I don't remember. Uh, Mr. Ronald Reagan. President Ronald Reagan in 1984. Won by 14 points in the popular vote. Well, there you go. His opponent, Walter Mondale, won exactly one state. <laughs> one state. His home state. That means the entire map for Ronald Reagan was... Well, now we now we do the red and blue thing. It was it was entirely red except right. for that one state, and uh, so that gives you a, kind of a good impression in terms of what this means, what this polling means. Now, how it bears out into the future is another story. But what we do, what we also know is, according to the New York Times, there are many, many more tapes still to come. I think there might be uh, as many as six to eight, according to one reporter from the New York Times. Now, I would be happy with maybe, I mean, it would be perfect to just have maybe two. Well, it's, it's fascinating that... <laughs> we don't uh, need any more than two because it's going to kill them. No, I think, I think so, too. I think it's fascinating that, that somebody, probably, I'd imagine, somebody sat on this. Yeah. Or somebody was aware of this and, and looked for the optimal possible time to, to kill the Donald Trump campaign, which, which I'm sorry, I can't feel bad about. I just can't. No, absolutely not. I mean, they decide, well, we're going to wait on this until October. It is, uh, but you, it, know, you know what else is funny? Somebody, somebody uh, sort of um, uh, in a roundabout way kind of pointed this out. Uh, 
think about where the tape was first. I mean, Access Hollywood was going to run it, but think about where the tape was first published. Yeah. It's published in the Washington Post. That's right. Now think about think about all of the stories that have just just damned Trump to hell in terms of his uh you know, his foundation and all Washington Post. Oh, all yeah. the paper that he declared war on by pulling their press credentials That's right. Ago, he decided to take on Marty Barron and Marty Barron turned around and stomped him. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm so glad you brought that up because that's exactly there's a serendipity about that. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump goes to war against the Washington Post and the Washington Post turns around and goes to war right back at him, just effectively destroying his campaign. But I mean, obviously, it's not the Washington Post's fault that his campaign is being destroyed, but they're doing the reporting that is required to utterly ruin Donald Trump's chances. And he deserves it because he's a piece of absolutely deserves it in every way shape and form i mean there there are so many things to say about this tape and and donald trump and his supporters right now and we've been saying these things for what well, god god i mean maybe since june of uh 2015 we've been saying these things for yeah. for quite a long time now and we've been wondering when exactly something would stick to the wall and finally something has has stuck to the wall and i'm so relieved to finally know this that that you know negative reporting against donald trump revealing how vile a human being he is how how much of a monster he this guy is uh is finally being accepted not only by the political press by by voters in general as well and and and, and, you know it's it's worth it's worth mentioning that that because it's just you you can't wrap your head around this but it, it was it looked and it did, was accepted for the most part by Republicans, by Republican leaders. Yes. But there's something that just deserves to be pointed out that when it looked like he riled up the base in that f-ing ridiculous debate on Sunday night, uh-huh. uh, that when he looked like he managed to, to score a few points by being just a, even more reprehensible than he normally is. Um, the response to that by Reince Priebus was, well, we're standing by him. Yeah, like you just it would he would have to he would have to literally stab a baby to death. Yeah, for Reince Priebus and these these just morally bankrupt Republicans to dump him well, to just say no, we can't we cannot have our name attached to this monster. I think it's I think what Reince Priebus is doing at this point, and I think to a certain extent Joe Scarborough is doing it too. Which is to say that, uh, you know what, this Donald Trump faction of, of American voters, they're not going away. They're going to be around a while. And if the, the Republicans want to win any elections into the future, the, the Republican Party is going to have to play ball with these crazy people. And, and I, do, I do mean crazy people. I was, oh, watching, yeah. I was watching some of uh, one of Trump's rallies yesterday, and I'm looking at the people behind him. And then I'm looking at those people who were... Uh, who were protesting. There was a protest outside the Republican National Committee headquarters in Washington, D.C. I almost blanked on where the protest was. But regardless, these were uh, the protest was women for Trump. And they stood outside the RNC. There was maybe 30 of them. Come grope us. Yeah, exactly. Come come grab us by the. I'm looking at this and I'm going, you know what? These are all normal looking people. You'd ricochet off these people walking in, walking through the mall, or you'd see them, uh, see them dropping off their kids at school. You know, you, you, these. I mean, all most of Trump's people, it, unless they're screaming about Trump, they look normal. They look like regular people, but they are fundamentally flawed, damaged, disturbed, crazy people. 
They are, and I'm not going to feel bad about saying that. This is not one of those times where I'm, I'm the first one to say that Democrats and people who are who uh, disagree with Republicans often have a uh, a habit of being elitist yeah. and looking down on on them, and I think that that's wrong. But I cannot, uh, after everything we've seen of Trump, I cannot uh, square the circle of how you can be a, a clear thinking, decent human being and still want to vote for this this nightmare yeah that's exactly right that's exactly right i mean he is so twisted for you to look at this character especially the character who stood up at the second debate and said that he was going to use the office of the presidency to imprison his political opponents who yep. has threatened the same against journalists and uh mainstream publications to look at that guy and say yeah that guy can be president why well he's going to make america great again that means you are out of your blessed mind yeah, absolutely. You are insane. And and you know what? We've been saying this all along, and, and even in the context of much milder remarks, much milder actions and deeds and, and consequences. I mean, even in the context of Trump saying that he has the best words. I know words. I have the best words. <laughs> can't, can't stop playing that one. Mm. But it's so indicative. It's so illustrative of the psychosis here. I mean, I, I, I can't possibly imagine... Any rational human being, and, and that's what we're seeing now. We're seeing all the rational people, Republicans, Democrats, uh, independent voters, just falling away from Donald Trump, running a thousand uh, miles a second away from Donald Trump, and it's about goddamn time. But it required, it required this tape. It yeah. required this tape in which, uh, you know, I, I, I've been covering, I started writing about politics for my high school newspaper in 1988. I've been covering politics and especially at the presidential level for many, many years. I studied presidential politics in college. That was my area of concentration and my political science major. I've been looking at this for a long, long time. Never in a million fucking years did I ever thought I would sit here and follow a presidential campaign in my lifetime in which uh, one of the candidates said that he likes to grab women by the. P I mean, he's he's a molester. I mean, we were talking about in terms of sexual assault. Yeah. I think sexual and, assault is too mild a term. The idea to that we allowed this to happen, that we that we just that we're making excuses for it, that he is he has dragged everyone down so far that this has become that that there's there, that it took this to finally break America, you know, break our our gaze a little bit. But the idea that so much before that wasn't enough. Yeah, like I don't, I can't fathom that. I can't fathom how wh what in the hell our thinking is. I remember just a couple of elections ago when something like this, when when ninety percent of what Donald Trump did would have been the end of your fucking campaign. Oh yeah, yeah, it would have been over. It would have been done. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and it doesn't matter whether it's a Democrat or a Republican. Even the Republicans during the the primary season of this election cycle, um, if they had done any of this crap, they would have been uh, beaten out of the race so fast your head would spin. I mean, even you, yeah. I'm starting to use I mean, Trump's phrase for this election yeah. is going to be just depressing oh yeah yeah you and know, that's just to think about what we just went through and what we what it says about who we are and what we've become right right and and the post-mortem for the election too i think is going to be uh i think the history is going to start to be written um while there is still going to be just utter mania and chaos from uh whatever it's going to be 36 35 percent of the voting popu population and and I really think that when Hillary Clinton wins this election 
and I do strongly believe, and I, again, I put the caveat out there, don't get happy because anything can happen. But uh, right. when still Hillary, have to vote. Yeah, you still have to vote. Hillary Clinton is going to win this election. And when that happens, the night of, what is it, November 8th? Tuesday night, November 8th, when the networks at 11 p.m. Eastern time declare they're going to they're going to call California, they're going to call Oregon, they're going to call Washington state for Hillary Clinton. And that's going to put her over the top with uh, electoral votes. And when that happens, you're going to see 35. You're going to hear it. You're going to see it online. Thirty five percent of the American voting public, their heads are going to explode. I mean, there is going yeah. to be such inchoate rage from from one person to another. All of these Trump people, these Trump fanboys, these Trump cosplayers, these middle aged, upper middle aged people who really ought to know better, um, wanting to be like Trump. This is the craziest thing. I keep saying that, but it's absolutely confounding to me how you know an otherwise uh, semi well off, you know, sixty eight year old. Uh, grandpa and father of five um, so wanting to act like Trump, even with daughters and, and, and a wife and, and, and granddaughters right. and uh, cousins and aunts and so on. How can they possibly do this, especially after Donald Trump talking about um, and confessing to the fact that he routinely, serially molests women? And I like, and I'm again. I'm, I'm going back to what I was saying before. I'm using the word molests or molestation in the context here because I, I and I, I'm using it intentionally. Right. Right. And you just can't just just the notion of, you know, I better have a tic tac because I can't stop myself from kissing women. Yeah. Like you've and and that face. Yep. That face. I mean, kissing you just. Oh. Can you imagine with the hair coming at you and the eyebrows? I mean, he's got eyebrows that are at least three feet long. You know, yeah, that's just part that of his horrific creature <laughs> coming at you with those lips and and his little stubby fingers grabbing your vagina. I mean, yeah. I can't even imagine that. And I can tell you this: yeah. when I first heard this story, I was at first like, you know, like, like a lot of us were, like, "Oh my God, this is it! The, the election's yeah. over." And then I'm thinking, you know what? If this if this son of a bitch, if anyone like Trump or not, even not like Trump, did that to a woman I knew, I would break their arm. That person would walk out with their arm in five yeah, pieces. I beat, I beat the, I, I beat the shit out of him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. They, no, and this is, I mean, and it's just, it's just depressing. Right. It's just the idea that he is able to sort of defend this and that whole locker room talk crap. You know what, dude? I, I have, I've had plenty of sex in my time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have, have engaged in plenty of, of sort of, you know, humorous, uh, uh, I, don't, I don't call it locker room talk, but uh, and, on, under no circumstances has something like what he said ever come out of my mouth. Oh, yeah. But ever. It, and it's, ever. And it's not just those words. It's not just grab her by the p- and talking about her uh, breast implants and all of that crap. It's the fact that he did it. It's the deeds. It's the actions. The molestation here. The serial molestation. And he thinks he can get away with it. Like, because I'm a star, I can just walk up and grope the vaginas of random women who I think are attractive. And then that gets coupled with his uh, his other confessions. These are these other things that are emerging that, uh, to me, are, are almost as bad, if not equally as bad. Um, talking about how 
uh, at his uh, beauty pageants how, because he's the organizer because he runs the thing. He could just walk into the dressing room and and ogle and sort of perv out on all of the women as they're in some state of undress. Yeah. I mean, there's that. There's uh, on the Howard Stern show. Uh, you know, Howard. Who you know? Look, Howard Stern is a comedian. He's a satirist. This is what he does. Howard Stern is not running for president of the United States. Donald Trump is. So I've been throwing my little defense of Howard Stern here. But Howard Stern asked Donald Trump whether or not he could refer to, Mel- uh, was it Melania or Ivanka? I think it was Ivanka. Can I refer to Ivanka as a piece of ass? And Donald yeah. Trump says, sure, go ahead. Someone just asking me if they could refer to my daughter as a piece of ass, they would get a piece of my fist shattering their cheekbone. Yeah. And that's exactly how that conversation would go down. Donald Trump said, yeah, go ahead. Refer to my daughter. Yeah. My, what He's got two daughters. Refer to my one daughter, one of my two daughters, as a piece of ass. Just go ahead. I mean, obviously, we've got so much to talk about uh, here, and we've only started to skim the surface of everything that's going on. When we come back, I want to get uh, I want to play this audio of uh, former McCain uh, uh, campaign manager Steve Schmidt on MSNBC, who's one of been one of the many voices on the Republican side of absolute reason. I want to get I want to play his audio of him reacting to the Billy Bush tape and the current status of the Republican Party in the age of Trump. That'll be right after these words. Okay, you want to know the best way to support the show? The best way to support the Bob and Chez show is to go shopping at Amazon.com using our Amazon link. Here's how you do it. Go to BobSeska.com and click the Amazon link in all caps just beneath the logo on the main page. The link takes you to the main page of Amazon.com as usual. You go shopping. We get a small commission from everything you buy. It costs you nothing extra, and it helps support the show. And if you run a small business and source your materials from Amazon, make sure to use the link for all your purchases. And don't forget to bookmark it. Thanks so much for supporting the show and our Amazon link. The Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Welcome back to our Tuesday show. Thank you for joining us today. And I uh, hope you had a nice weekend. I, uh, I had to take some time off, but uh, obviously back in the swing of things. Thanks for your patience, and thanks for supporting us at Patreon.com slash Bob and Chez. Okay, uh, Donald Trump's excuse at the debate... <clears throat> Was that uh, talking to Billy Bush about molesting women without their consent, of course, uh, was just locker room talk. (laughs) Just locker room talk. Part of it is, there's a moral part of it, obviously. There's also a part in which, you know what? You do that, again, like I said before, you're going to get your fingers broken. And that's, of course, what I would do. That's what I would do. And, uh, you know, and now we're going to, I think we're going to hear from more and more women. This is going to be like maybe a cascading, uh, uh, a Bill Cosby kind of situation. And, uh, but the real key here is going to be having the audio. I know the Huffington Post came out with something uh, yesterday and it was just a transcript. They don't have any audio. The transcript's not going to cut it. If you've got audio of Donald Trump saying something horrendous, Get the audio out there because people won't believe it. Donald Trump will deny it. I mean, Donald Trump denied something that he tweeted, famously tweeted about Alicia Machado, completely denied yeah. it during the debate. You know, they, they, said they didn't even write it. He said, uh, yeah, I didn't write anything about a sex tape. What are you talking about? He will lie. He will lie so 
quickly and smoothly. It's staggering to watch all of this occur. Uh, by the way, Geraldo Rivera has a tape, evidently, that came out yesterday. Can you imagine if Fox News dropped one of these tapes? I can't wait to see if this Geraldo Rivera tape drops. It's evidently a tape from uh, either Geraldo's TV show or his radio show. And in which Trump says something, at least a couple of things. Oh, yeah, you know, it's funny. Geraldo and his brother have been reviewing all of their old tapes. And so oh, nice. th- th- there have been at least, I think he said, two or four things uh, that, tr- that Trump said that are, he said, embarrassing to the campaign. Right. So I'm very much looking forward to that because, again, it's fo- it'll be Fox News Channel. There's nothing better than when, uh, you know, a Republican media outlet releases something damaging about a Republican candidate, especially one who is uh, so viscerally beloved by too many yokels and idiots. But here's a speak of Republicans doing uh, smart things. Here's Steve Schmidt laying out the state of the campaign, the state of the Republican Party, all in the context of the uh, the Billy Bush tapes and, and Donald Trump. When we look at where this race is today, the presidential race is effectively over. And Hillary Rodham Clinton yeah. will be the 45th president of the United States. Chuck Schumer will be the majority leader of the United States Senate. And the only question that's still up in the air is how close the Democrats will come to retaking the House majority. What this exposes, though, is much deeper, and it goes to the Republican Party as an institution, this this candidacy. The magnitude of its disgrace to the country is almost impossible, I think, to articulate. Mm -hmm. But it has exposed the intellectual rot in the Republican Party. It has exposed at a massive level the hypocrisy, the modern-day money changers in the temple like Jerry Falwell Jr. Wow. Uh, And so this party, to go forward and to represent a conservative vision for America, has great soul-searching to do. And what we've seen in the danger for all of these candidates is over the course of the last year, these candidates who have repeatedly put their party ahead of their country, denying what is so obviously clear to anybody who's watching about his complete and total manifest unfitness for this office well <laughs> that's that's perfect that's exactly right and and he, he brings up a good point which is that you know we've been talking in terms of well what if trump gets elected how will that look on the world stage how what will that do to america's reputation abroad and the very fact that donald trump has gotten this far and is running for president and with all of these revelations coming to light now especially late in the campaign this has done significant damage to our reputation uh, elsewhere in the world, and, and it, it, it can't possibly not. I mean, how do you look at a country in which half of the country said, you know what, this talking circus peanut is qualified to be president, this malevolent third world strongman dictator type who doesn't know a goddamn thing about how politics and American government or world government or uh, international relations or anything related to anything important for that matter. He doesn't know a goddamn thing. And this is this, this is someone that American vote American voters elevated this guy. So if you're uh, if you're the leader of, a, of another country, if you're just a citizen of France or England or Germany or any of our allies, Japan, even China, and you're looking at uh, Donald Trump and you're saying, Wow, America's really going insane. That's fundamentally 
problematic insofar as I think a lot of nations look to the United States as being a voice of strength and stability. Because we do. I mean, whether it's the economy or whether it's militarily, uh, whether it's just in terms of our, our top shelf leadership. I think a lot of nations, despite what you might hear from a lot of people who uh, like to put this country down, um, a lot of nations look up to us. I mean, Barack Obama is extraordinarily well-respected around the world. And I think Barack Obama has spent eight years. And I think a lot of uh, people, I, I think there's uh, a lot of credit where credit is due to, to his supporters and voters uh, for elevating him and, and supporting him. And I think to that extent, th- this has repaired a lot of damage that, that occurred during the George W. Bush years. And now this guy, Donald Trump, comes along. And he's about a thousand times worse than George W. Bush. I mean, you know, I, I forget exactly who it was who, who said it. If given the choice between George W. Bush and, oh, I think it was Keith Olbermann, given the choice between George W. Bush and Donald Trump as uh, opponents in an election, I would absolutely vote for George W. Bush without even thinking, without even hesitating. And that shows us where we are with, uh, with this election. And then that brings us down to... Sure. The, the content of the uh, the second debate. Th- this is the main thing that we got to talk about, and we're going to recover uh, the the Billy Bush tape. We're going to continue to talk about that in the context of the uh, of the second debate. But uh, uh, it was just it was one of those cases watching the second debate, and this is one of my big takeaways. And I wrote about this for Salon. Uh, you know, it was one of those cases in which I wonder if some of the cable news people watched the same debate that I did. Right. I mean. First, it was just starting right out. There was uh, a lot of discussion about how they didn't shake Trump and Hillary Clinton didn't shake hands when they first came out. You know, yeah. it's it's just kind of amazing that Hillary Clinton just didn't haul back and slap them. Yeah, exactly. I'm sorry, but I'm I'm not bothered by that. Yeah, um, the very fact that Donald Trump staged that dog and pony show right before the debate, uh, yeah. just one horrendous thing after another making things worse for himself that's the big conflict here and i don't know if you're experiencing this Chez, but on one hand i'm going this is the greatest thing to happen to this election so far and and i'm thrilled about it politically but at the same time morally i'm just repulsed so it's this it's this conflict between what i'd like to see happen during the uh during the campaign to utterly to put down to put down these people to right. put down the donald trump campaign once and for all to to get as close as we can possibly get in the modern era to an all blue map no, what will fully satisfy me with the results of this debate is 538 electoral votes going to hillary clinton of course it's not going to happen that way but right. the closest we the closer we get to that the greater the odds of putting down this movement and and humiliating donald trump and that's what i want to happen i want that to be the slap in his face i want that to be hillary's uh just backhand right across the the cheekbone right right? i mean that's what it has to be and that's what it can be um there was just one thing after another throughout the course of this debate where i'm going well, this is this is of course many you know one of many of these things that ought to come up that will completely destroy him at least with the political press but they keep doing it they keep giving him the benefit of the doubt they keep saying um, and this is this is what occurred after the second debate on the liberal network, mind you. I'm watching MSNBC. I see them come on after the debate. Chuck Todd, Brian Williams, Chris yeah. Matthews, and then yeah. Joe Scarborough the next day. Did you see? I mean, just I know I know Todd is Todd is just as weaselly as ever. Yeah, 
I mean, just because Trump wasn't as stupid as he was in the first debate, which that's debatable. I think he was maybe less stupid and more uh, awful than yeah. I think he's ever been in any debate. And this was being this is praiseworthy. This means he won the debate. It wasn't even like, OK, well, let's compare Trump's performance versus Hillary's performance. She had substance. She was calm. She was centered, especially in the face of being utterly trolled by three women who her husband sitting yeah. in the audience several feet away from her. Yep. And see, this is this is speaks to the core of, of Donald Trump's counterattack. Yeah, he's, uh, just, he's the, out to he's out to humiliate his enemies. Yeah, but the the f-ed up thing about all of this is they're blaming Hillary Clinton for something that Bill Clinton did. The Christian right is defending Donald Trump's uh, Billy Bush tape. It's by, amazing, and his mol- molestation of women by bringing up Bill Clinton and Bill Clinton's infidelities and trying to paint Hillary Clinton with that same brush. Hillary Clinton was the victim. Yeah. In all of these affairs, with all of these mistresses, how in any universe is it the fault of the wife when the husband f***s around with someone else? It's it's her fault for staying with him. That's the well, way they, that, well, is, well, you know what, look, it doesn't here, make any sense thing. either. Here's the thing. I was about yeah. to say that's how they think, but the reality is they don't think anything. They, they What they think is Democrats bad, Republicans good. That's right. it. Right. You know, that's all they think. And that's and that's what it comes down to. That's the reason why idiots like Ryan Priebus are still holding on to uh, Donald Trump. Because yeah. in the end, they figure the lesser of two evils is the guy who is going to give them a slightly, you know, a slightly more um, mm. friendly Supreme Court. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about this thing specifically in the context of Trump. Trump's uh, non-apology apology in which he attacked Bill Clinton and attacked Hillary Clinton for attacking Bill Clinton's mistresses. <laughs> like and the, the, the uh, preview being that when have we ever seen an affair take place and the wife who's being cheated on attacking also the mistress happens every single fucking time. It doesn't matter whether it's Bill Clinton or whether it's just some guy in the street. It, the The wife is the, the person who is being cheated on will always attack the, the mistress and, and the husband right. or if it's reversed, but no, the but guy who's sleeping with the wife. It doesn't work that way when we're yeah. thinking about Hillary Clinton because there is this – she's so loathed. Yeah. She's so loathed for not being a, a nice little stay-at-home housewife mm-hmm. that there is also this belief among uh, – this belief among uh, Republicans that somehow she deserved it. Yeah. That, you know, because because she's such a uh, tough-as-nails, uh, you know, she's not at home making cookies – uh, that, that she deserved it. You know, she 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 deserved whatever happened to her. All right, we're going to take a quick break and come back, and we're going to really dig into the audio from the debate right after these words. Okay, let's talk about supporting independent media. For only $1 a month, you can help finance The Bob and Chez Show at patreon.com slash Chez. That's 12 cents per show. Go now to patreon.com slash Chez. That's P-A-T. R-E-O-N dot com slash Bob and Chez and sign up for $1 a month, $5 a month, $10 a month, or $15 a month, or whatever you can afford. If you sign up for $5 or more, you'll get special Patreon-only shows like our post-mortem wrap-up show, the Not Safe for Work after-party show, and commercial-free, unbleeped versions of the free Tuesday and Thursday shows. Most of all, you'll be supporting a totally independent podcast not affiliated with corporate media. And if we reach our $7,500 per month goal, we'll bring you new shows 
five days a week, Mondays through Fridays. That's patreon.com slash Bob and Chez, or click the Patreon link at bobseska.com. Let's do this thing. Shove Bob and Chez into your pants and haul them around with you wherever you go. Subscribe to the Bob and Chez Show in the podcast section on iTunes. You know, I don't know if this uh, this sound effect here is uh, <laughs> that. I don't, I don't know if that's even appropriate to use anymore, given no, the uh, really. given the recent I mean, news. Yeah. Uh, but oh yeah, by the way, second half of today's show brought to you by the BobSeska.com Amazon link. If you shop at Amazon.com, enter that site using our link just beneath the logo at BobSeska.com, and we get a small commission from everything you buy. Get get cracking, folks. We're eleven days in, and we're falling behind the uh, monthly average. So go shopping. It's, it's fun. Everyone likes to go shopping. It, it, it'll cost you nothing extra, and it helps support this show. So go to bobseska.com and click on our Amazon link if you want to shop at Amazon. All right, so uh, moving along here. Yeah, I, I kind of get it. It's not, you know, this is Jitties. this is, has a whole new meaning now, doesn't it? Um, so let's start out with uh, this audio of uh, Donald Trump trying to deflect you know, his uh, misogynistic horrendousness, his serial molestation, onto inexplicably Bill Clinton, who is not running for president. That was locker room talk. Uh, I'm not proud of it. Oh, yeah, by the way, why isn't anyone talking about the sniffing? You know who is? Carrie Fisher. Oh, Carrie Fisher's talking about it, and Lawrence O'Donnell did his opening segment on the sniffing. What the f***? is with the sniffing. Carrie Fisher thinks he's Carrie Fisher thinks he's on blow. Oh, I think he's on blow. I absolutely think he's on blow. The way he was behaving again in the second debate was just like someone again it was like talking to someone who was all coked up. That is exactly That's if true. you're listening to his performance. But he's only done it. He's only done the sniffing thing during the debates. He did it during right. the first debate, did it during the second debate, but he doesn't do it during his rallies. He doesn't do it during his interviews. That is very weird. Yeah, I mean, he did it something like 85 times, made that loud sniffing noise. Right. And no one's no one in the political press is really talking about it other than a, a, a couple of people. And it's just it drove me nuts. It should be driving everyone nuts. But again, George H.W. Bush was disqualified from uh, reelection because he looked at his watch during yeah, the exactly. town hall debate in 1992. <laughs> he looked at his watch. Trump is doing this. <laughs> Throughout the yep. whole goddamn debate, and no one's asking, you know, Mr. Trump, do you have a substance abuse problem? Are you snorting? Right. Are you snorting Adderall? Is it, are you crushing? I mean, he could even do like I did when I was like 14 years old. You crush up those uh, Smarties candies, right? And you pretend to snort that. One of the reasons why you I'm really so effed up. I totally did that. I used to do that in class in high school. Wow. In the back of the classroom, a few of us during world geography class. Ah, That's a whole other story. But here's a uh, let's get back to this tape. This is a uh, Donald Trump's non-apology apology in which he shifts blame all the way over to uh, to Bill Clinton. I am a person who has great respect for people, for my family, for the people of this country. Lie, lie, lie. Mm-hmm. And certainly I'm not proud of it. But that was something that uh, happened. If you look at uh, Bill Clinton, far worse, minor words, and his was action. His was what he's done. Oh, so, so Donald Trump is denying that he actually yeah. carried out this stuff. So he was, right. li- he was lying to Billy Bush. <laughs> of course That's he what he said, yeah. Right. But he didn't, he, didn't, uh, he didn't grope any women against their uh, consent and do all kinds of terrible things to women. No, absolutely not. He's just bragging about it. And describing it in significant and uh, in significant detail, right. <laughs> but it, no, 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 it never happened. 
He did. But the furniture thing, he, oh, that totally happened. To women, there's never been anybody in the history of politics in this nation that's been so abusive to women. So you can say any way you want to say it, but Bill Clinton was abusive to women. Hillary Clinton attacked those same women and attacked them viciously, four of them here tonight. By, by the way, way yeah. by the way, he also has cotton mouth. Yes, cotton mouth, terrible cotton mouth. So he's sniffling a lot, and he's got cotton mouth. He really sounds like somebody who is is on coke. Yeah, he I mean, genuinely does. As we said before, one of the hallmarks of someone who's on coke, and and we, we've all observed this, or we those of us who have been around people on coke has, have observed this, or those of us who have actually done coke, know that uh, someone who's on cocaine. One of the things that happens is they can't wait until it's their turn to talk. Yeah, <laughs> and this that's is the, true. They just can't wait to start talking. And while other people are talking, all they're thinking about is, when can I start talking? Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly what Donald Trump did. I'm not making that up. That's actually a thing with people who are on cocaine. Right. And uh, that's exactly the way Donald Trump's behaving throughout these uh, these debates. And with the sniffing, good Jesus, God, all the fidgeting. He was fidgeting like a second grader, stalking Hillary Clinton, marching around. At one point, it looked like he was humping his chair. Um, he kept doing this thing where he was pointing. Like for some reason, yeah. he was like pointing at someone. Maybe he was pointing at uh, Anderson Cooper or pointing at someone in the audience. He kept pointing and messing around with his space and circling and pacing. Right. And by okay, so he just said in this audio that Hillary Clinton attacked these women viciously. Is that should right. that be breaking news? That the victim of a, a, a spousal affair was pissed off at the person that uh, that her husband had an affair with. Is that should that be a shocker to anyone? That happens every time. Every time someone's cheating on their their uh, significant other or their their husband or their wife, the other person is going to get pissed at the person that's that's the other uh, man or the other woman. That's just the yeah. way. This is the way these things go. I mean, we, you know, there's anyone who's had this, been through this experience. Anyone who's been cheated on, you get pissed at the person. I mean, I had a girlfriend when I was in my twenties cheated on me once, and I was and with a good friend of mine. I didn't. Do you think I talked to that? Do you think I was friends with that guy ever again? Right. Yeah. And every chance I got, I would lay into him as, as you know, and just call him every name in the book. You know, and that's just how these things occur. But now this is like this is a, uh, you know, an impeachment worthy trespass against Hillary Clinton. It doesn't make any effing sense. Here's here's more of this uh, this non apology apology. One of the women (laughs) who is a wonderful woman at 12 years old was raped at 12. Her client. Oh she my represented. God. Oh my God, is he fucking high? Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it's bothering me. Like I want to take my my you know my headphones off. <laughs> That's right. You just want to. Like, get- I don't. I don't like this in my ears. Yeah, it's really weird. And now he's going to talk about uh, Juanita Broderick and, uh, and the fact that Hillary Clinton defended uh, the guy who she accused of raping her. But the very fact that Donald Trump brought this up again illustrates the reality that Donald Trump actually molested women. I mean, he confessed to molesting women. And whether or not you believe his excuse now, he said on tape that he had molested women against their consent. And uh, and and Hillary Clinton has not. Hillary Clinton just did her job as a lawyer. All right? She lashed out as a scorned spouse. Hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. Isn't that the phrase? Oh, yeah. And that's what she did. Shocker. 
Jesus Christ. Got him off, and she's seen laughing on two separate occasions, laughing at the girl who was raped. Kathy Shelton, that young woman. By the way, that's a story. Yeah, that's that. Uh, yeah, in fact, PolitiFact debunked that. PolitiFact yep. said that's pants on fire. And by the way, there's no there's no real way to prove that anyway. Let's continue here. Here with us tonight. So, oh God. don't tell me about words. I am absolutely. I apologize for those words. But wait, I, I, I you know, geez, I, I, I thought he had the best words. I know words. I had the best words. Right. <laughs> One of those words, uh, or several of those words, must be grab them by the. P-. Yep. And by the way, one of the uh, most horrendous words in that phrase was them. Grab yeah. them by the. He's p-. implying yeah, yeah. many, many more beyond Nancy O'Dell. But it is things that people say. But what President Clinton did, he was impeached, he lost his license to practice law. He had to pay an $850,000 fine to one of the women, Paula Jones, who's also here tonight. And come uh, back, just come back. By the way, I wa- just just yeah. so you know, I watched this at uh, the Village Idiot Bar on Melrose, uh-huh. which is funny. Which again, it's like a, a sporting event. You know, they actually tur- uh, turned on all the big TVs. Yeah. Um, so I'm basically I'm watching it with a group of people. And watching their responses to Trump is like, it, I mean, look, I live in L.A., I get it, but right. holy crap, they they were practically like feral, like a second away from throwing things at the television. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, anyone who said that that debate performance was, was better than his first debate performance, it was about on the same level, although he did say things that uh, in many ways were much worse. I mean, we're going to segue here now. Uh, after we take one last quick break, we might go a tad long today, but we're going to take one last quick break, come back, and we're going to talk about the really the worst thing that's ever been said in a presidential debate right after this. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. and Chez Show with Bob Seska and Chez Pazienza, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Thank you, Buzz. Welcome back to our uh, Tuesday show. Thank you for supporting us at Patreon.com slash Bob Chez. Okay, Donald Trump threatened to use his uh, presidential powers to imprison his political opponent, which is uh, absolutely third world strongman material right here. This is dictator sure. material, and... Right. 
No one has ever done that. No one has ever said it. Thank God they brought in Michael Beschloss on the uh, the post-debate coverage on MSNBC. I think too little too late in which he said that this is unprecedented and, and quite dangerous. And I think we're also seeing Republicans echoing that sentiment because, of course, who, who are going to be some of the uh, political opponents on the chopping block when Donald Trump becomes president, starts to use executive power to right. uh, exact revenge against his enemies. There'll be a bunch of Republicans, too. I mean, we have right. the. I mean, we have the whole list of uh, Republicans against Trump, <laughs> or I would rather it be the world against Trump. Yeah. Okay. Here's a uh, here's a bunch of Republicans who are against Trump right now: Kelly Ayotte, William Bennett, or Bill Bennett, Robert Bentley, uh, Bradley Byrne, Jason Chaffetz. That was a really big one. Uh, yeah. c- congressman from Utah, who you know we've said some pretty disparaging things. <laughs> Things about in the recent past, and he's come out against Donald Trump. Uh, Carly Fiorina, Deb Fisher, Jeff Flake, uh, Daryl Glenn, Corey Gardner, uh, Kay Granger, Crescent, uh, Crescent Hardy, Bill Haslin, Joe Heck. I mean, one guy after another, John Kasich. Yeah. Uh, let's see who else, Mike Lee. God, he was really outspoken on the news over the weekend. Uh, Susanna Martinez, John McCain has finally come out against Donald Trump, Lisa Murkowski, George Pataki, Eric Paulson, Tim Pawlenty, Rob Portman, Condoleezza Rice, uh, Martha Robbie, uh, Tom Rooney, let's see, Brian Sandoval, who's the governor of Nevada, Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's not a tumor. Uh, Mike Simpson. Let's see who else. John Toon, Fred Upton, and Wagner. I mean, just then you, of course, got all of the uh, Republican uh, commentators on cable news, including Shep Smith and uh, Hugh Hewitt and Steve Schmidt and Nicole Wallace. We got to listen to these people, and the Republicans aren't listening to their own people, the the sensible reason, because they're so off the rails, so unhinged. All right, so let's get back into this. This is the worst thing that Donald Trump said. Uh, he threatened to throw uh, Hillary Clinton in uh, in jail. And there, there's another part to this. Well, this is the first part. This is the part about how he's going to hire a special prosecutor to go after Hillary Clinton. If I win, I am going to instruct my attorney general to get a special... Pr- Which, by the way, his attorney general will be uh, meatloaf. Absolutely. Right. I just wanted mm-hmm. to throw that in there. Right. Prosecutor to look into your situation because there has never been so many lies so much deception there has never been anything like this where emails and you get a subpoena you get a subpoena and after getting the subpoena you delete 33,000 emails oh is that i think so that's we're going to get a special okay. prosecutor and we're going to look into it because you know what people have been their lives have been destroyed for doing one-fifth of what you've done. And it's a disgrace. And honestly, you ought to be ashamed of Secretary yourself. Clinton. <laughs> Donald wow. Trump, of all people, shaming Hillary Clinton to her yeah, face. What a piece of shit. In a nationally televised debate. Absolutely what a, a giant piece, piece of shit. He is giant pieces. Here's where he interjects the part about uh, you'd be in jail. First, the audience needs to I calm told down people here. That it would be impossible to be fact checking Donald all the time. I'd never get to talk about anything I want to do and how we're going to really uh, make lives better for people. So once again, go to HillaryClinton.com. We have literally Trump. You can fact check him, fact check, fact check him in real time. Last time at the first debate, we had millions of people. Uh, fact-checking, so I expect we'll have millions more fact-checking uh, because, you know, it is, uh, it's just awfully good that someone with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country. Yeah, because you'd be in jail. Secretary Clinton. And, and by the way, f- 
that audience. Seriously. Yeah, exactly. Just exactly. Hold it together. They just they just want they want they want a gladiator matchup. Yeah, just hold it together, you f- nuts. Good lord. Is does anyone in the uh Trump conservative right have any self-control whatsoever? Do you have any discipline whatsoever? I know you're angry about the black president and the liberal woman running for president. I know you're pissed off about your country being taken away from you. But control your fucking self. I'm going to I'm going to You're awesome today. That was really good. I'm just going to bleep that. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. You're fucking right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and that and that's what it comes down to. It comes down yep. to this this fury, this rage that they have over somebody took my country. Yeah, yeah, it's I, my country. I'm a white person. Mine, 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 mine. And Donald Trump, speaking of behaving like an undisciplined child, this is something I wrote about this uh, as a, sort of the, the news peg for uh, a, a piece in Salon about the uh, reaction on MSNBC. The fact that Donald Trump did like this schoolyard bully, like recess bully lament about there being, oh, it's just one against three, one three against one. Why are you guys always ganging up on me? It was like the, it was like Charlie Cheswick and one flew of the cuckoo's nest. They're always ganging up on you, Mac, and they're always ganging up on me. Why are they ganging up on me? Like you fucking child. Is this like, <laughs> this is what I played the dumb and dumber thing at the beginning. <laughs> you can't triple stamp a double stamp. You can't triple stamp a double stamp. It's just bullshit that you hear from second graders at recess with apologies to second graders. To us about. And get off this question. Okay, Donald, I know you're into big diversion tonight. Anything to avoid talking about your campaign and the way it's exploding and the way Republicans are leaving you. But let's, let's, let's at see least focus on some spot. of the let's issues that people care about tonight. Let's get to their question. We have a question here from Ken Karpowitz. He has a question about health care. Ken? I'd like to know, Anderson, why aren't you bringing up the emails? I'd like to know. Why aren't you we getting brought up to the, the emails? Bottom? No, it hasn't. And it hasn't been finished at Child. all. Ken yeah. Carpoy yeah. has a question. It's nice to one on three. Thank oh. you. I know. <laughs> it's, so, it's so tough being you. Pity, pity party for Donald Trump. It's so and sad. By the way, and by the way, it's, you know what? I'm, I wanted to say this, and this is just, this is kind of a, speaking of diversions, this yeah. is kind of a diversion here, but the... Maybe maybe I'm I'm being a little bit too hyper serious here. Yeah. But the level of of internet interest in Ken Bone. Oh yeah. The guy, the doof in the red sweater who yeah. asked the energy question. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I have nothing wrong with you know. There's nothing wrong with sort of meme culture. Yeah. I get it. That's yeah. who we are now. But the idea that that. There's something so wonderfully ironic about the fact that that this meme came out of that particular event where where the fact that we are such a meme culture is what created that event to begin with. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The reason that Donald Trump is where he is is that we are we are a bunch of idiots fascinated by by instant celebrity and fascinated by reality shows and Mm. fascinated by basically meme culture. We're fascinated by by funny looking people on television. Yeah. By funny looking people on television. (laughs) And so, yeah. So the idea that, you know, I woke up the next morning and. And, and the first thing I saw was I'm like Ken Bone. What the? F- oh my God, that guy! Of course, he's now an internet thing. 
Yeah, of course, <laughs> right? The, all the memes going around with Ken Bone. There's there's one thing. There's one meme about how to dress like Ken Bone. Yeah, it's like the he's a sweater. He, you know, he's a, he's a, the hero America deserves. Like, no, you <laughs> what? know what? He's just some doofus who asked a question yeah. on you know on a debate. A- asked a question to a monster. Yeah, a monster who should be quite frankly the only thing you're fucking concerned about right now. Yeah, and incidentally, the uh, the questions from the undecided voters were mostly terrible, mostly yeah. stupid. I and mean, even the one at the supposedly end. supposedly an undecided voter. He's a guy who has not figured out whether he wants to vote for Clinton or Trump. That's that right. makes you a moron. Oh, yeah, totally. And, and you know, going back to those questions, the question, even the question at the end uh, and Hillary's response, that's the only thing I didn't like what Hillary said. And, she, of course, she had to say it. You know, you have to find something complimentary to say about Donald Trump since so she brought up his kids. His kids are sociopaths who shoot exotic animal, animals just to watch right. them die. Exactly. <laughs> There's nothing admirable about that. There's and, nothing admirable about them. They're yeah. awful. They're all there. That whole f-ing family, and right. Trump especially, just oh. So before we wrap up, there's this one last clip of audio that I want to play here, and it's and to me it was one of the most horrendous things he said, which is that uh, <laughs> that it was Hillary Clinton's fault that he was allowed to write off almost a billion dollars in losses on his taxes, allowing him to not pay federal income tax for 18 plus years. Did you use that $916 million loss to avoid paying personal federal income taxes? Of course I do. Of course I do. And so do all of her donors or most of her donors. I know many of her donors. Her donors took massive tax write-offs. So have a you lot of my kids, but not for a billion dollars in business losses necessarily. Federal income tax. A lot of my write-off was depreciation and other things that Hillary, as a senator, allowed, and she'll always allow it because the people that give her all this money, they want it. That's. She, but by the way, no, she didn't allow it. She actually voted for a piece of legislation that would have closed that loophole. Right. Ca- carrying forward uh, losses of that significance, but another too. one of those, th- another one of those things that he can't be fact checked for immediately. No, of course not. And and you know what? The, the entire statement itself, by saying, "Yeah, you allowed me to do this thing that people are are viewing in an unsavory way," uh, that's like saying, "Why do you make me hit you?" Yeah. The party of personal personal responsibility has now become the "Why do you make me hit you?" party. deflecting blame onto anyone else except themselves the party of personal fucking responsibility and people these crazy people these absolute looney tunes just love him and they're stupid and they're walking among us they're on the they're driving down the highway at 70 miles an hour right now in a 2,000 pound bullet Right, exactly. What are they? How how are they not killing? You know, killing people every single day. Yeah. How are their How are their um, their you know brains working up enough power to allow them to speak and walk at the same time? You know, I said I, during the second debate, I compared uh, Donald Trump to a clown who just runs around and steps on a thousand rakes, smacking yeah. him in the face. You know what? You know who the clowns are? Clowns are the people who elevated this guy. Yeah. They have no. F- clue what it means to uh, be presidential. They have no fucking clue what it means to run a country. They're completely and utterly clueless and they're pissed off for all the weirdest reasons and uh, and, and they just need to be they need to be put down. They need to be politically put down on November 8th. But they won't be. I mean, they'll continue on as a movement. The Republican Party is clearly, and Reince Priebus as long as he is chairman, the Republican Party will continue to kiss their ass because the Republicans will need this new emerging faction. And uh, what we can expect out of this, however, 
is that a divided Republican Party will not really get much of anywhere. Yeah. I mean, they may win some uh, some state-level races along the way, but, I mean, I think we can really start to anticipate, especially if we're looking at six to eight more tapes, more revelations coming out before the election, is that not only is the Democratic Party going to retake the Senate on the coattails of Hillary Clinton, but they might also take back the House of Representatives, which I think would be utterly fantastic. That'd be great. And I still believe, I was really thinking about this in my time off, I still, I still think it would be effing awesome. If Hillary Clinton nominated Barack Obama for the Supreme Court. I think that would be great. At some point. It would just be like one of the biggest f**k to uh, the Trump people. I would just love that. All right, the uh, post-mortem show is coming up. We're going to do a quick one because we went along with the free show, but we want to cover a little bit of the, uh, the MSNBC reaction to the debate. Uh, and also, well, we may or may not get to this, but one of the best things to happen to Jesse Waters in a long time was the Donald Trump tape. Because Jesse Waters uh, trolled people, Chinese people in Chinatown in New York, and it was right. terrible. All right. <laughs> Maybe that's coming up with a post-word of show at patreon.com slash Bob Chesky over there. Bye-bye.